Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Hope you had as good a weekend as I did. I'm not going to lie to you, I'm in all kinds of physical pain. This was the weekend that I made the transition from golf season to trying to get back in some semblance of shape. I worked out for the first time since April. I cannot lift my arms over my head. But that's my problem, it's not yours. Here's what we have coming up and we're going to be jam-packed. We've got my hot takes just moments away and then we will have yours. Your chance to give me your thoughts on what was an extraordinary Sunday in the NFL that featured the most exciting 14 minutes we've seen in a very long time. All of that and more is on the way. Again, hot takes are just moments away, but we begin with this in case you've not yet heard just within the last 90 minutes, the news from Odell Beckham Jr. and Cleveland is bad. He's out for the year. Odell, after an interception thrown by Baker Mayfield on his first pass attempt of the day yesterday against Cincinnati, Odell trying to help make a tackle, tears up the knee, out for the season. Devastating. Devastating for a player and a team whose relationship has just been star-crossed, for whatever reason. Now, first and foremost, this is terrible for Odell. The good news is he's got a bunch of money guaranteed for injury going forward. That isn't going to be a problem, and the further good news is that we are in a place now where an ACL means that he could be, should be, just as good as ever before next season. But obviously, you never want to see this happen to any player, much less a player who remains one of the most dynamic in the entire National Football League. And for the Browns, you are never better without a player like this. It doesn't mean that Mayfield won't have some days where he looks better without him, as may have been the case yesterday. You take him out and all of a sudden he features Richard Higgins a little bit. And Mayfield, we had a conversation this morning on Get Up. Maybe he's one who just sort of needs to feel the alpha in the huddle, needs to be the guy. Whatever the reason is, maybe on a very limited sample size, he's better without Odell. But under no circumstances, and I don't think Dan Orlovsky will say this either when he joins us live in an hour, in no way are they better off without Odell for the rest of the season. That said, and I want to make it clear, these comments I'm about to play for you came this morning before we knew the severity of the injury to Odell. This was not a conversation we had after the fact. But beforehand, we were talking about what was not a career-redefining performance by Mayfield by any means. That would be an enormous exaggeration. But let's face it, he is a player who every single week it feels like it is a referendum on his entire NFL career. A week ago, the sky was falling. They had gotten obliterated by Pittsburgh. He looked terrible, and we had decided he was finished. Yesterday, he carries his team on his back against a bad team after a terrible start. So it doesn't mean that all is well now with Mayfield, but he certainly, if you're going to give him the business when he struggles, you've got to give him the credit where it's due. I said it, and I don't take it back. He was under more pressure to perform this weekend than any other player in the NFL. And he did it. He came up big and he did it. And the question did come up on Get Up this morning, is that offense, and in particular, is that quarterback better without Odell on the field? Here's what Dan Orlovsky said. 
I think this is going to be a huge moment for Baker Mayfield, not only the mm. season and the career. And this is the interesting thing. It is worthy question now. It is a worthy conversation. Does he perform better without Odell Beckham and with Higgins in the lineup? It's indisputable. The numbers are what they are. Higgins is not a better player than Odell, but Baker surely throws to him like he is. You know, there is something to be said for the dynamics of the relationship. And I do not look Odell Beckham is a brilliant player. And to his credit, I believe from the time he's gotten to Cleveland, he has legitimately tried to be the best teammate, to be the best, um, what's the word I'm looking for, employee, whatever the word I'm looking for is. He's tried to do all the right things and say all the right things, and I think he has, for the most part, succeeded in that. But that said, I just don't think he's the easiest guy for quarterbacks to deal with, and it takes a certain type to be able to manage it. And Baker Mayfield, who doesn't necessarily have, he's got the, the moxie, but he doesn't really have the accomplishments on the wall to stand up and, and be the undisputed leader of that team, particularly with the struggles he's had for the last year and a half. So maybe, just maybe, that would have been a conversation worth having. It isn't anymore. Odell is done for the season. There'll be no more questions about that. And we'll see what their season becomes. It's terrible news. Uh, We were going to have Jake Trotter, who covers the Browns for us, join us live right here. But the coach, Kevin Stefanski, is actually addressing this right now, literally as we speak. So Jake is covering that, and and we've asked him to check in with us whenever he gets a chance during this hour. And and we will hear the latest reaction out of Cleveland again to our top story of the day. Again, within the last two hours, the news that Odell Beckham is down and he will not get up again this season. Torn ACL out for the year. Now it is the moment where I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. My number is 888-STAY-ESPN. 888-STAY-ESPN. Time for your hot takes coming out of yesterday in the NFL. I'm about to give you mine, and then I will take yours. 888-STAY-ESPN. Your reaction, your hottest takes of what you saw in the NFL yesterday as you become a member of ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football is back. And so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Meanwhile, Bubba, give me some music. Time for my hot takes. I'll give you my top three. My top three hot takes. Bubba, give me the first one. Number three. The Dallas Cowboys are the worst team in the worst division in NFL history. The NFC East, by the time this season is over, will be, statistically, right now, numerically, it's not even close. Their winning percentage is so much lower than the worst winning percentage in NFL divisional history. It's not even close. By the time this season is over, that will be the worst division ever. And the Cowboys are the worst team in it. With Ben DiNucci as their quarterback, and this is no insult to him. Bubba, I know we were going to look into this. I don't know if we got a response. If the Cowboys with Danucci at quarterback were playing the Jets this weekend, did we find out what the spread would be? Do we have any information on that? I don't think we do. I think we're working on that. We're working on it still. The ask is out, and I think it was such a ridiculous ask, they uh, didn't even want to give us an answer. They just ignored us. That's where we are. We're still trying, though. We, are, we, we are, told we are, them, no, we're serious. We actually want this. No one can believe we actually want the answer to this question. But the Dallas Cowboys yesterday added injury to insult and then back again. Because as badly as they played, 
as bad as Andy Dalton was, as bad as Zeke Elliott was, as bad as their defense is, and it is epically bad. Their defense is unimaginably bad. The moment that jumped out for every football player on my set this morning, Dan Orlovsky was out of his mind angry. Rex Ryan was out of his mind angry. Ryan Clark, out of his mind angry. That when there was that dirty hit on Dalton, and Dalton is lying on the ground after being hit in the head as a defenseless player sliding and hit right in the helmet by John Bostic and suffered a concussion and is lying there concussed, that not one Dallas Cowboy did anything about it. Orlovsky said on the show today, you can beat me, but you're not going to punk me or my teammates. That was humiliating. A humiliating look for the Cowboys, and their own coach acknowledged it. Mike McCarthy was disgusted by it afterwards. And the only thought that kept going through my mind was, Dak Prescott really was the only thing holding this thing together at all. Dak Prescott, who was a four-year captain at Mississippi State. If that's Dak lying on the ground, every member of that team is fighting for him. Rex Ryan said, if someone did that to my quarterback, I'm the coach, I'm running on the field and fighting. The Cowboys have no fight. They have no heart. They have nothing. That was a disgraceful performance yesterday, and they are the worst team in the worst division in football. And Bubba, I understand we have an answer to the question, if, and I don't know whether or not Dalton's going to play this coming weekend. I've not seen any detail on that. But if Ben DiNucci is the quarterback for the Cowboys this weekend, as bad as they've been, if they were playing the Jets, who are a 22-point underdog against Kansas City this week, by the way, what would the line be, Bubba? So they're going by strictly FPI, so they don't want to give us an exact spread. But based on the football power index, the Cowboys would be expected to beat the Jets by one and a half points. I get it. So th 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 I understand the way they do that. They work out percentages, and that equates generally to a point spread. The Cowboys would only be a point and a half favorite against the Jets this weekend. And the Jets are the worst team I've ever seen. So things are awfully bad in Dallas. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. It's our hot takes. Bubba, next. Number two. The Pittsburgh Steelers are what I told you they were. The best team in the AFC. They win the unbeaten showdown with the Titans yesterday in a game that was not as close as the final score would indicate. Long before Steven Goskowski had a field goal attempt fade like my six iron that would have tied that game. The Steelers had dominated the Titans. They absolutely shut down Derrick Henry. And the Steelers moved the ball at will on that Tennessee defense. Roethlisberger throws three picks, two of them that were tipped. One of them tipped straight up in the air at the line of scrimmage that completely turned that game. The Steelers were the definitively better team on the field yesterday. Yes, they were fortunate in the end not to wind up in overtime. And yes, I have nothing but admiration for the Titans. That's a really good team, and they're really well coached. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the AFC. Their defense is outstanding, angry, fiery, passionate, awesome. They hit people. They cover people. They're great. And then the offense. Ben Roethlisberger at one time put up historic numbers with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. But you tell me he's had a better stable of weapons than he has right now. Every week, it's someone else. It's Claypool. It's Juju. It's Washington. It's Johnson. 
You know that James Conner right now is running the ball about as efficiently as any player in the NFL? The Steelers are loaded top to bottom. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback and a Hall of Fame coach. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the AFC, and of that there is no question. So that's my number two hot take. Bob, I got one left. Number one. Not only are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the best team in the NFC, but Tom Brady has out belichick Bill Belichick. Tom Brady is not only one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right this minute, if not the best at the age of 43, but he's definitively the best general manager. Tom Brady got them Leonard Fournette. Tom Brady got them Rob Gronkowski. And boy, doesn't Gronk suddenly look like a factor in that passing game. And now Tom Brady got them Antonio Brown. The Buccaneers are going to be impossible to beat. They're balanced. Their defense is great. Their offense has limitless weapons. And their quarterback is ageless at 43. His numbers right now are better, better than the 2007 season in which he rewrote the record books in the National Football League's history. They're better. At 43, Brady's never looked better than he looks right now. The touchdown pass that he throws 55 yards in the air yesterday on a dime is as good a ball as any NFL quarterback could throw. So that's the team to beat. And I have to give my friend Ryan Clark the credit. Because when I say Brady has out Belichick, Belichick, it was RC who put this thought in my head. Listen to Ryan Clark's explanation of what it is Tom Brady got exactly right in his departure from New England. Brady learned from the master. Bill Belichick is the master of getting rid of you early rather than late. Well, guess what? Tom Brady dumped you this time. Tom Brady knew this was coming. He knew they didn't have enough, so he left for greener pastures. And what we are actually seeing is Tom Brady is a better GM than Bill Belichick is. Look, he got Gronk. He got Leonard Fournette. He even has AB coming. So Tom Brady may have been the reason, but he knew, Bill, we were on the downslide. Bill, we were about to decrease our opportunities of winning Super Bowls. So before you could get me, I'm going to get you. And look at Tom Brady now, elevating himself into the MVP conversation and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots talking about who they're going to draft in the draft because they might have an early pick. That's exactly right. Ryan Clark had this exactly right. The number one hot take is this. Tom Brady is as good as he's ever been. His team has the inside track at home field advantage in the Super Bowl. And he out Belichick Belichick. Belichick will always get rid of you one year too early rather than one year too late. Tom Brady saw that even he could not elevate the roster Belichick has put together in New England. Those are the hot takes with me, Greeny, here coming off an unforgettable NFL Sunday. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive celebrating eight years of donating cars to veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right, and so those are my hot takes. Now it's time for yours. We'll go through the calls here. I want to hear your hottest take coming out of what was a spectacular Sunday in the National Football League. You'll be on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's first? Bubba, it's Brett. So here's what we're trying. We're trying something new today. I'll explain why there was a momentary pause. Because, Bubba, I can now see the guys for the first time. So Bubba has written the name Brett on a blue card and held it up for me. But there's a slight delay. So there was a momentary hesitation. But Brett, one way or another, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's your hottest take coming off at NFL Sunday? 
the NFC West gets all four teams into the playoffs and the Cardinals win the division. The NFC West gets all four teams into the playoffs and the Cardinals win the division. You know what? I like it. It's the first season in NFL history that every team in the division can make the playoffs because they added another wild card. San Francisco looking healthy again. They will not get Bosa back, but they're looking better. Cardinals are explosive. Russell's still playing great. We'll see the Rams tonight against the Bears. You know what? I like the take. Brett, I like it. I think it's possible. In fact, as you scour, that would mean only one team from the NFC South and one team from the NFC North get in. Tampa, New Orleans. Green Bay, Chicago. I'm going to say I disagree. I like the take, but I'm going to say I disagree. I think the NFC West will get three teams in, not four. Greeny with you and Seth, you are on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Seth, give me a hot take. What's up, Greeny? I think that Colin Kaepernick or Ryan Fitzpatrick is the next Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. Well, let's start by discounting the first one. Have you ever met Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones is not signing Colin Kaepernick under any circumstances. The owner, I, I've said this a million times, back when the Jets people were speculating the Jets might sign Kaepernick. Woody Johnson is the ambassador to the United Kingdom for a reason. So let's not beat around the bush. Jerry Jones is not signing Colin Kaepernick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I said that the day it happened, the day it happened, the day they replaced Fitzpatrick with Tua, I said the Cowboys should be on the phone to, to Miami. See, here's the thing. I don't think the Dolphins would trade Fitzpatrick. A, I think they want him to continue to mentor Tua. B, I think they want him to be ready to go back in if Tua struggles. C, Tua has been injury-prone throughout his college career. So I think a, a backup is critical in Miami, who all of a sudden are staring at a division they can win. So I like the idea. I like the thinking behind the take. It was hot, but I don't agree with it. I do not believe the Dolphins trade Fitzpatrick. Bubba, Joey is on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Joey, you're next up with Greeny. What's your hot take? Greeny, thank you very much for having me. Look, I wish Cam Newton all the luck in the world. But the fact of the matter is, his play this year has been detrimental to his career in a league that, quite frankly, wasn't ready to have him back. I think he's going to join that long list of Heisman Trophy quarterbacks that don't have a starting job in the NFL after this year. Oh, and by the way, Greeny, go Cats. Chicago's Big Ten team. I love it. All right, so the go Cats is welcome on this program anytime. Northwestern all over Maryland Saturday night. Big one coming this weekend against Iowa. But to the previous point about Cam Newton, Cam looked terrible yesterday. Ryan Clark made a remark on the show today. He said, somehow in the last five weeks, Cam Newton aged five years. And they look terrible. The Patriots look absolutely terrible. Thank you for the calls, by the way. I want to I pause on that thought because... There's something I was contemplating saying today that I couldn't make up my mind if I thought I would go there or not. But that call just made me decide I want to go there. There is one additional explanation for what we saw in Foxborough yesterday that I've not yet heard used. I'm not telling you that I think it is the answer to the question, but I'm telling you I think it belongs at least in the discussion I will explain why what we saw yesterday in New England might not be exactly what you thought it was. 
We will get to that in a moment. Plus, I will explain to you how one player yesterday received the ultimate in football redemption. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny back with you on ESPN Radio. Dan Orlovsky live in a half hour all around the NFL. As you just heard in SportsCenter again, the big news Of the late part of this morning, Odell Beckham out for the season with a torn ACL. Terrible news in Cleveland. Terrible news for one of the league's most dynamic players. Speaking of dynamic players, you know, one of my favorite words in sports is redemption. I like the concept. Redemption is an important part of life. You fail at something and then you go out and you try and succeed. You try and make right whatever it was you made wrong. Sports gives you endless opportunity for that, it seems. And every week I try and give someone redemption. I will say on television, redemption, thy name is this or that. Today, redemption goes by initials. DK Metcalf. He went the extra mile yesterday. DK Metcalf is a guy who was roundly criticized and 100% justifiably so for failing to score a touchdown in a game earlier this season. One where he wound up catching the game-winning touchdown later. But you remember when he caught the ball and he was going in for an easy score, and we all know how fast he is. He's Tyreek Hill level fast, and he just started to jog, and he got the ball knocked out from behind. Didn't wind up costing his team a game, but it certainly could have. Yesterday, he made the ultimate hustle play. Did you see the pick six he saved? He stopped a pick six, by running the, 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 I don't even know how to begin to describe how physically spectacular DK Metcalf is on the play where he chases down what would have been a pick six. And as it turns out, the Cardinals wind up not scoring a touchdown on that drive. So Metcalf's play winds up being incredibly important in a game in which they wind up in overtime and Metcalf actually catches a game winning touchdown, but it's called back on a holding penalty. But DK Metcalf went the extra mile. He chased it down. He never stopped trying on that play and I do think there was something to what had happened earlier in the season motivating him to give it that extra effort so as spectacular as that play is yesterday it is actually the effort that I appreciate even more than the speed the speed he was born with the effort was something that he had to decide he wanted to do in that moment he went the extra mile And it was a great moment, I thought. And going the extra mile is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. 
Next, let me get to that. This came up from a caller. So if you're just joining me, let me explain what happened. There was something that happened with Cam Newton yesterday. And it particularly came into my mind when Ryan Clark said on Get Up This Morning, Cam Newton looks as though he aged five years in the last five weeks. And a thought jumped into my head, and I didn't say it on TV. And in all honesty, I didn't have it in my notes to say it here. But a caller brought up Cam, brought up how bad he looked yesterday. And people are giving me a little bit the business on Twitter. And I, I get it. I like the give and take. But when I had said after week two how good he looked, how good that marriage was, the marriage of Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick and Cam Newton, and I've been thinking about why it might look so bad. Why does he look like a different person? Why did he age five years in five weeks? Why does he suddenly look stiff? Why is he just throwing the ball just all with his arm? He's not bending his knees. He doesn't seem to be turning at the hips. He looks like he's aged five years in the last five weeks. It occurs to me, he did have the coronavirus. Now, I don't know that that has any impact on him now. I don't know that. But you tell me, does he look sluggish? Does he look as though he doesn't have nearly the physical arsenal that he had five weeks ago? We weren't having this conversation after the Seattle game. After the Seattle game, we were talking about how that was MVP, MVP caliber cam. He could beat you with his legs as he did in week one. He could beat you with his arm as he did in week two, even in a game that they lost, but a shootout against Seattle. And now all of a sudden, he's lost it completely? And the fact that he had the coronavirus in between is just purely coincidental? It probably is. But I think it belongs in the conversation. Shouldn't it be mentioned? Are you familiar with the name Raquel Armstead? I know we all think that these players get the coronavirus and then they just have to go through the quarantine. It's more a nuisance than anything else. It is a virus that can have serious ramifications. Armstead is a player on Jacksonville who was expected to carry the load for them as a running back this year, when, and that's one of the reasons they were willing to let Leonard Fournette go. And he's had multiple issues of, of, of complications after testing positive, and he's been hospitalized. And he's not playing for the rest of the season. And they expect him to make a complete recovery and be ready for next year, which is great. Obviously, much more important than anything else. But the point is, this thing hits people differently. Not everyone is asymptomatic. I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate about Cam Newton's health. It's his business. It isn't mine. But I would just say that to give up on it, to say, you know what? Cam is done. He's obviously washed after watching that performance yesterday. All I'll say is we weren't saying that five weeks ago. He looked great week one. He looked even better week two. And then somehow between then and now, he lost everything physically. It doesn't make sense. There could be... There could be a different explanation. And maybe, just maybe, this is part of it. So we'll see. I obviously am not telling you I know that. But I think it's worth being in the discussion. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Speaking of the Patriots, who were just awful yesterday. There is no more excruciating time in sports than the period it takes between Bill Belichick being asked a question he doesn't like and him answering it. Bubba has measured this one at seven and a half seconds, although there is one frustrated grunt at about the five-second mark. I think it's worth hearing. This is an all-time great Belichick pause. Bubba, let's start with the question. How surprised were you by your team's play after having the week of preparation that you guys seem to get back to normal? 
certainly that happens in professional sports. But how surprised were you about what happened on the football field today with your team, the way it, way it played? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, it tickles me. Bubba, what were we, six and a half seconds there? I was trying to do it along. I, I didn't time it. I just was kind of doing a one Mississippi thing. The little grunt comes at the five-second mark, and then the actual response, which is not really a response, comes at the six-and-a-half-second mark. That's, that's how I felt I timed it. Yeah, I got about five, five-and-a-half for that noise thing, and then <laughs> I, I'm in pushing almost seven-and-a-half full seconds before he actually answered the question and just said, I don't know. And that was it. <laughs> and then it was done. There's nothing, there's nothing more exclusive. If you are like I am, I don't like confrontation. I don't like awkwardness. Long before cable television news became unwatchable because the subject matter was so depressing, I couldn't watch cable news at night, cable talk, just because I can't handle the arguing. Like when people are arguing and they're debating back and forth and it gets heated, I get uncomfortable. I don't know if I'm alone in that. I can't be. I, you have to, some people out there have to be nodding their head with me. It's just awkward. There's nothing more awkward than Bill, those, those seconds just ticking away and Bill saying nothing. And I can't imagine what it must be like in the room because it is, it is awkward just listening to it here and I don't have to deal with it at all. Hey, if you want a chance to win 10 grand plus a virtual meet and greet with the Dan Lebitard Show gang, you can text Lebitard to 77333 and advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts. Limit one entry per day. See advanceautoparts.com for details. Coming up, one team got completely screwed this weekend, but I don't mind because they didn't deserve to win. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. There's the stab back. Penix looks. He runs with it. Looks, looks to the end zone. Now he tries to run it. He tried to dive for nope, the end zone. And I don't think he got in. 
And wait a second. Oh, they say he did. After review, the rolling on the field stands. Touchdown. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I'm wrong. Indiana wins it. Listen to the lack of enthusiasm from the Indiana call on Learfield IMG College, the radio, the stunning finale of that game on Saturday that was one of the most entertaining. Well, this is one of the better football weekends in general that we've seen in a long time, and that was obviously the apex of the college football weekend was Indiana shocking Penn State in a game that was shocking from top to bottom, and I will tell you right now exactly what I thought of the ending. I will make this my straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I do not believe that kid touched the pylon before the ball touched down. I do not. I do not think the two-point conversion should have been good. I think Penn State should have won that game by one point in overtime. But as I told you in my tease, I'm not going to yell and scream about it because Penn State didn't deserve to win the game anyway. That is an inexcusable mistake that they make on offense at the end of regulation. When a running back doesn't know, and later the coach took the blame for it as well, he should. And I like James Franklin. He gets a lot of criticism for clock management, and it'll never be louder or more justifiable than in this case. But apparently, the kid was uncertain as to whether he should score or not. You saw the situation. No timeouts left. All they have to do is get a first down, sit down, and they can run out the clock. But instead, he goes into the end zone. The only way Penn State could have lost that game was by scoring a touchdown there, and that is what they did. And then overtime was insane. Penn State winds up scoring. Indiana does two and goes for the two. And then that play happens. Now, I will tell you that I have for the longest time said that I believe instant replay should only overturn egregious errors. And that one was certainly not egregious. I do not think that the ball touches the pylon before it touches the ground. So in my particular opinion, I did not think that it should have counted. And clearly, if the initial ruling had been that he did not get it, get the two-point conversion, then there's no way they would have overturned it. And so I can't even argue they should have overturned it under these circumstances because it violates the Greeny one-look rule. If you need a second look, the call stands. That's my rule, and I'll stand by it but I'd be a lot more inclined to fight against it if it hadn't been for Penn State making the one mistake they couldn't make at the end of regulation. That's a brutal loss, and it'll cost them any chance of playing for college football's national championship. Straight Talk Wireless brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily. No, no, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'm sorry I mixed up two things on this piece of paper because I'm desperate to fly to my fascinating stats because I have two of them that I think are genuinely fascinating. But straight talk is straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Next up are my fascinating stats. And I have two wholly separate ones, two separate groups of fascinating stats. We told you earlier that Tom Brady out Belichick, Belichick. Tom Brady left Belichick one year too early rather than one year too late. He saw the cupboard was bare. He saw how bad that roster is. Don't fool yourself. All the players who opted out for the Patriots, those are on defense. That's the same offense Tom Brady was running last year. And he threw for 4,000 yards and they won 12 games. Now they can't do anything. Brady was the best thing they had going for them offensively last year. And it became very convenient to blame him because he was 42 years old. But now you're seeing the obvious reality. 
which is that that offense has basically almost no talent. And Brady is doing great. And here's the fascinating stat. Yesterday, yesterday, Tom Brady threw four touchdowns. This season, the Patriots have thrown three. Yesterday, Tom Brady threw more touchdown passes than the Patriots have thrown as a team all season long. Fascinating stat brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Brady's numbers are actually so good that in 2007, which is not only the best year of his career, but one of the greatest seasons any quarterback has ever had. That's the year that they went 16-0, 18-0, and then wound up losing in the Super Bowl. Brady was 30 years old. And when targeting his wide receivers, which included Randy Moss, one of the two or three greatest receivers that ever lived, Brady was 70% completion, 9.1 yards in attempt, and his passer rating was 122.6. This year, at the age of 43, with this team, when targeting wide receivers, Brady's completion percentage is higher, 72% versus 70. His yards per attempt is higher, 9.4 rather than 9.1. And his passer rating is higher, 123 versus 122.6. I know these are shades of difference, but if you even want to call them a wash, then just think of it this way. When Tom Brady was at his absolute best with Randy Moss and Wes Welker as his receivers, his numbers were no better than they are right this minute. Brady is in the MVP conversation right now, and the Buccaneers are the team to beat. Again, the fascinating stats are brought to you by DraftKings. Speaking of them, I also have a few on Baker Mayfield, and it's worth mentioning, again, the terrible news is that Odell Beckham Jr. is hurt. And it feels wrong to be having a conversation about whether the quarterback is better with him out of the lineup now that we know the severity of the injury. But I can put a statistic to what the discussion was. And that is that over the last two seasons, Baker Mayfield's passer rating when, OJ, when OBJ is on the field is 79.6. And when he's off the field, it's 116.6. It's almost 40 points better. It is what it is. Those are the numbers. So Dan Orlovsky will join me next, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what yesterday meant to Baker. We'll talk about what the Browns are without Odell. We'll talk about the Cowboys and a whole lot more. Don't miss it. Orlovsky next with me on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.